so welcome back. So I'm going back to back. I'm like the Pistons. I'm like the Rockets. I'm like I'm like Mike Jordan. Well, that's a three peat. So if I if you see me on here tomorrow, that means I did it again. But I'm back, man. Another day, another one. Take no chaser episode. So I appreciate y'all who listened to the last episode. Me and my fellas conversing about hip-hop and all that, man. I'm going to switch gears a little bit today because there was a conversation that I wanted to have around um, relationships. It was a video that was circulating, and I think it was definitely worth the episode. So I'm going to go ahead and yield and say what's up to my co-host for today. Kawahia, what's good? Yeah. Sound like you're from Brooklyn or something like that. Let me let me find out. <laughs> Sex, best oh, size shit. design. Oh, I mean, listen, you already know. Oh, shit. So, yo. You already know so, welcome to One Take No Chase. I appreciate you joining me. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm listen. I'm I'm lit. I'm loving it. My mother was here for the weekend. Everybody chilling. She got home safe. We all, you know, we good. I got a lot of work done today too. So that's, so that's what it is. Yeah, productivity is always important. So we definitely going to collaborate and have a conversation based on the video that I sent you that we wanted to speak about. But before we do that, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and like you know you know who you are, what you've done, and like you know what you went to. So go ahead and speak on it. All right, so my name is Dominique, and I go by Kahalia. I am a poet. I'm an author. I published Pink Canvas last year through my own company, and Pink Lotus is scheduled to be released next month on my birthday, because I'm a Leo, and it's my golden year. Oh, hold up, hold up, stop right there. So <laughs> that's how you know. So listen, y'all Leo haters, is so, yo, y'all Leo haters got to calm down, man. I don't, what season is it right now? It's Leo season all year round. It's, no thank you. Oh, you know what? See, that's no why. Matter. See, that's why you here. So that I ain't even gonna say less. That's exactly what it is. I don't know what season it is. All I know is I'm <laughs> T minus one month away from it officially being coronation time. Like, if we gonna, I don't know who's going on right now. It don't matter. Y'all get ahead with yourselves. But go ahead. So tell us a little bit about your book. You said Pink, uh, Pink Lotus. Well, Pink Lotus is the second part. Um, okay. So it's um, it's the second part of the trilogy. So basically, it's erotic poetry that follows me through my life as I search for love through my vagina. Like I always oh, say, the key to my heart is buried in my vagina. I swear by it. I stick to it. It is what it is. And that's just that. Um, so the first book is my acknowledgement of that. You know, so it travels me on my journey, you know, like as a young girl finding my way, you know, just trying to search for love, search for self-worth, looking, you know, trying to battle vaginal power versus seduction and all that. And Pink Canvas was me acknowledging where I was and still recognizing that there's some parts of me that needed to change. Um, so Pink Lotus is more of a healing book. So, and it's not even so much just about me. There are other women, you know, Plenty of women who, for one, don't have a relationship with their vagina, don't even realize that they were, you know, that their vagina and their womb are two separate entities. Although it's a part of you, it's a huge part of you. And a lot of people don't acknowledge it for what it is. And a lot of people don't take, you know, take heed and pay attention. And, you know, so the books are putting my feelings on blast from the perspective of my vagina so to speak. And it's just kind of like an ongoing battle. So, so that sounds super interesting. So tell the people where they can find your work. So you can find my work on Amazon. Um, I mean, pretty much any bookstore online, really. It's on, it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes & Noble. It's at Books A Million. Um, hit up AfroSofly.com. I'm doing a pre-sale 
coming up in the beginning of July for Pink Lotus, but the book officially releases July 31st because I'll be 31 on the 31st. That's my goal to year, so oh, that's, that's, that's why we're doing so, that. <laughs> so is it time for my obligatory age drop? Are we, are we here yet? Did we make it? <laughs> we hear that. Yeah, hey, so I'm 40. So I so I think that I think that first of all, the opportunity to read stories from people who are yo, I love this, I love our generation. I want to just throw that out there. Like I in my head, I was born in like around 19, like in my head, I was born like around like 1955 because I might have been about 25 when like, like 25, like 20 when all the super dope 70s music that I play on a regular basis was just coming. I would have had my long Cadillac chilling, driving <laughs> through the block. So in my head, I'm old like that. But I love the fact that our generation has captured not being silent and really just being expressive about who we are, what we go through and not being afraid to do so, right? So like your book 20 years ago might have been like, 30 years ago would have been like, hell no. Like, you know what I mean? 40 years ago would have been, uh, 40 years ago would have been like underground. Like, so like just thinking about the fact that we can speak on who we are and not be afraid about that shit. I like that. And I think that, um, you know, my, my listeners are, are diverse. So if y'all into that and I got a lot of, I got a lot of female listeners who were into like, you know, who they are, what they about and, and, and you know, and speaking their truth to power through however means they want. So go ahead and catch that. Um, when we're done, I'm gonna ask you to drop your Instagram for the people so they know how to come find you, know how to come get that book one more time. And we're going to do that. So. And not even that, I don't just speak who I am. I wear who I am. I don't know if you can see my shirt, but it says, do what makes you come. I mean, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, man, a lot of stress gets relieved through the, through the good stuff. That's for sure, man. So that's what it is. So before we jump into the work, let's go ahead and jump into, you said you wanted to, like, so you heard one of my past episodes um, with my man Reggie Rounds, and, and it definitely got your attention to the point where you was like, I got something to say. So I'm going to close my mouth. I'm going to mute myself. Go ahead and speak on it. All right. So I'm, I'm like, midway through it, y'all was talking about, um, Y'all was acknowledging how y'all know that y'all can get a lot of support from women. And it was just like, we know that um, you that we can support y'all hands down, no questions asked. And y'all know that too. My question is, what does it take for men to actually reciprocate that? Like y'all are supposed to be our rocks, but more times than not, the imbalance is so real. Like how do we balance that out? Because it seems like we're living our life where we're expected to be your peace and your rock at the same damn time. So, so let me ask you. So let me ask you a question, Kay. So let me ask you this: when you when you draw the delineation between rock and peace, what's the difference? Okay, so the rock is support. We not moving. Picture this: you have a piece of paper. You want it to sit right here. You don't want it to move. You don't want it to go nowhere. You put that rock on there, that paper's good. So whether that paper blow a little bit, it's way to the left, it's way to the right, it's not leaving from there. It has a foundation. It's not going nowhere. It's good. And that paper know that it's secure. That paper know it's not going to fly somewhere and wound up in somebody's ditch or on somebody's windshield or some more extra craziness. So that's the rock. Like, I need to know that no matter what I do, where I go, I know that when I'm ready to land, I have your support. And for for me to be your peace, I need to know that I'm going to be supported. I don't need to be trying to figure out, oh, well, if I bend my corner this way or, like, if I kind of prop myself up this way, I know I could be here. Like, 
that's too much. Got you. So I think I think if I had to answer your question, and again, so mind you, no, the disclaimer, and I think you know this 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 is uh, the dis, uh, disclaimer comes out all the time. I don't speak for all men. You don't speak for all women. But let me let me try to put into words what I think you're getting at, if you don't mind. So let me know if I'm on the right track. I want you to be my rock, so that way, basically, no matter what, I know I'm good. I know that I can come home. I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm getting held down. I know you're going to fight somebody in the club if I need you to. I know that dinner's going to be served. I know you're going to hold me down if I ain't got a dollar, but I need to eat. I know all these things. Am I, am I following you so far? So the right. question becomes, how how is it that you want somebody to be your rock and your peace, but the reciprocation is not happening? Did I, did I capture your question the right way? Cool. I think the difference around this conversation becomes people's understanding of what a rock and what peace is, and also understanding that you can't get somebody to hold you down in the way that you want to be held down if you're not giving them the opportunity to not waver. So I can't ask you to be my peace if I'm out there in the streets fucking up. I can't ask you to be my peace if I'm disrespecting you in the streets. I can't be out there asking you to be my peace if I'm doing shit that's unsavory and got you looking like you crazy out here because rocks erode also, right? It's only a couple of crashes of waves that's going to make the rock get smaller and smaller over a certain amount of time. So if I keep pounding upon you as my rock, I'm taking away the opportunity for you to really hold me down. And by the time I really need you to keep that paper on the desk, your shit might have gotten so small for me that you're like, you know what, bro? I can't do nothing for you. I'm good. I'm in the wind. I'm dust, bro. I'm good. That's it. So I think that maturity, as I talk often about on my show, is important. Like, so many dudes thinking about, you know, what age you're in and thinking about, and and I, I say the age thing. And I push and I push and I push because when I was 30, 31, I wasn't the same person as I was as I'm 40. And truth be told, Lord willing, if I'm 50, I'm not going to be the same person I am as I'm 40. So we do grow and you do mature. But I think the other part of the conversation is maturity. If I need her to be my rock, then I need to protect that shit at all times to make sure that when I ask her to hold me down, it's not like, yo, bro, like you, you killing me when you asking me to hold you down because you keep fucking up. I caught you out there, you know, pretty much with your dick in some other chick mouth, but I need you to hold me down, bro. That's not the way this works. Like, you know what I mean? And you gotta be, and you gotta be honest with yourself about who you are and what you're doing in this situation. Otherwise, what you're going to get is somebody who's pouring their all into you and pouring their all into this relationship. And when it's time for them to go, you haven't grown and you haven't matured because you haven't won yourself. And yet you asking somebody else to be bigger or better than who they would be on a regular basis. That's not the way this works. So reciprocation, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that I'm going to push on you a little bit and say that you need to communicate or, or women need to communicate to men what they will accept, what they won't accept. If you accepting everything, hoping that one day somebody's going to be somebody different than who they are, you're going to find yourself hurt a lot of times because people are always going to give what you take. And that's just it. At least that's how I see it. I mean, that's like, too, but at the same time, it's like, if you know, I guess it kind of goes back to treat people how you want to be treated. So you want all the benefits of, you know, being in this space, but then you don't contribute to being in this space. So it's like, at what point does the dude say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do to initiate this so that this, like, lead, damn it. Y'all are supposed to be the leaders. Lead, lead that way. Like, why is it that so many times you know, the woman is leading, so to speak, on how to be treated. And, you know, then the guy go through so much, so many little stupid changes 
And then out of nowhere, now the girl about to leave, and then he finally realized, oh, I had it in me all along. No, he, he didn't. Oh, he didn't finally. He didn't finally realize anything. He finally figured out that you realized that the gig was up, and now all of a sudden he's gonna readjust. But my thing about that, and I say and I say and I say again, right? If people don't put themselves in a situation where they're holding people accountable for what they're doing, people don't have to change. Like, yo, let me like so let me give you let me give you like an example. Like, and I, I bring this example up because to me it's the one that makes the most sense that everybody who we know can relate to, right? If you're driving down the highway and the speed limit is 65 and you routinely do 90 and you never get pulled over. When you pull up on that highway, you tell people, y'all be there in 10 minutes, but in reality, you're supposed to be there in 30 minutes because you've already factored in your head, I'm good for this 90, I'm straight. The first time you get banged for doing fucking 35 over the speed limit, I guarantee, I mean, 25 over the speed limit, I guarantee you, you'd be like, yo, let me, let me, listen, that little $700 court case points, yo, I got to chill, I got to, I got, I got, I got to do the speed limit. It's the same shit. People don't change. People just recognize that somebody's holding them accountable. Okay, it, it, it's not a secret, yo. And it's the same shit for women to men. Like, and men to women, it's the same shit. Hey, yo, if you're dealing with a woman who pretty much ain't giving you what it is that you're asking her for, and she just she's getting by because she's pretty and she she insta-popular or whatever the fuck she's into, so you're just going to let her slide and let her slide and let her slide, but your heart's not being fulfilled and you're not getting what you want, right? Pull up. Like, like yo, bro. Like, yo, ma, listen. I'm done with this. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you no more. As a matter of fact, whatever it is that you staying here with me for, I'm pulling that off the table. I can't do this no more and get up out of there. But when people don't hold themselves accountable and then hold other people accountable, what you expect? Everybody going to speed down that motherfucking highway. You from Brooklyn. You know the Belt Parkway used to be the speedway. Listen, it still is. Sometimes yeah, it's the hell, the hell it ain't. Hell it ain't. Shit, man. There's too much construction going on in that shit. Listen, listen. You can still be so at the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, if you know, like I said, we from the city, so we can speak on it. Like, you know what highways you need to pull up on because you know it ain't going to work out like that. I'm on that LIE. I ain't doing that. Mm. Nope. Mm -mm. No way. I'm on that Northern State. They be all in the cut. I'm good. I'm not doing that neither, right? But if you hit me with the, I'm on a Van Wick. I ain't seen a cop on a Van Wick ever in life. I'm pushing that. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing that. So same thing like relationships. People ain't going to ever do other than what you allow for them to do. And I'm a firm believer in that shit. So was there anything else on that episode you wanted to touch on before we move forward? Honey, yes. So hey, I go for it. Okay. Oh, yes, I heard. Uh -huh. So yeah, so my homegirl hit me up said he misrepresented <laughs> that shit. So go ahead, and, go, ahead and, go ahead and speak to it. Go ahead. So first of all, I definitely understood her pain. She didn't just invest her money into him. She invested her time her whole life like she she married him she invested her her aspirations into his she believed in everything that he wanted to do and when it didn't fall through year after year after year she eventually just became miserable you know for years of supporting him which is natural it's natural to you know keep trying something trying something trying something you failing at it and then so you see your house is dwindling down you see you spending money on reckless investments that you so what was a dream is now a reckless investment and that's just how it looks so it's like supporting him one business after another on that damn machine he was working on it's like that's all fine and dandy but when you keep doing this year after year after year and you don't see no results not only no no, no not only do i see results 
you lose interest in you know the person the whole environment it's okay and stop right there okay stop right there okay okay hold up i'm gonna let you finish but hold on let me get on my kanye for a second i'm gonna let you finish if you're getting tired of investing you you're getting tired of investing capital you're getting tired of investing time you know what you can do right you can leave uh-huh okay, okay keep going which is what she did eventually however that's not the point the point is she got tired and he kept working on whatever he was doing so i feel like at some point in time there was a huge disconnect within their marriage they stopped spending time together they stopped dreaming together so it's i'm not putting it on him i'm not putting it on her i'm sure there was other factors that came into that but the point of the matter is it's like while he was too busy trying to make moves and she was aggravated that no progress was being made they stopped spending you know that real time together they probably stopped fucking and all of that you take out frustration on each other. Y'all live in the same house, but y'all live apart from each other. Y'all walking around, giving each other evil glares. She thinking about what her life could have been. Meanwhile, he's not, he, he probably not even on how she's like, I'm not going to say losing she's not. He's not focused on how this life that they've now living in is impacting her because he's so focused on what he's doing and what he's trying to build. Let me and ask I feel you a like a lot of Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you, hold on, stop. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let's do this for a second. Do you mean to tell me that the expectation is that a dream fulfilled needs to be quick and expedient? Yo, there's people who sat there and worked on it, and, but there's people who sat there. So let's take you for example. You, you, you were author, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you like AO hey, one take. I'm about to be I'm about to be bigger than Zane. I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to be the hugest shit ever in life in black fucking erotic poetry ever in life. And I'm like, cool, do your thing. And here we are, many attempts later, failed, not so not 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 fruitful. 13 years later, down the line, whatever, you stress, I'm stressed, but you never gave up on your dream. Am I supposed to shun you because I didn't give up? Because mind you, the easy thing for me to have done. The easy thing for the man to have done in that moment in time or anybody in this conversation would be, let me chill. Let me stop doing what I'm doing. Let me just get into the groove of everybody else and live a life unfulfilled. So I'm not going to give up. And so when you dipped, when you dipped, because you did, right? Shit was going left. You dipped. That's your business. When you dipped. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you dipped and somebody else saw maybe the finished product and truth be told, it's almost like, you know what it's like? Okay, let me give you an example. I'm I'm going to share. This is a real life example, not a one take because it wasn't me, but one of my very good female friends who I knew her when she was dating her man. We all went to high school together. All of us. They were together since high school. Yo, they were like, we were like 33. So mind you, I graduated high school at 17. So that's literally 16 years from the time you got out of high school and they were still together. And finally, she was like, yo, he hasn't put the ring on my finger. I'm out. I'm leaving the man. And I was like, why don't you just give a man a couple more minutes until he could figure out that he's ready for this, right? You trying to push because your mom's is asking you and your friends are asking you and your homegirl's like, you've been with him forever, yada, 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 yada. And literally, as soon as she dipped, right? He was like, fuck it, heartbroken, had the ring. He just ain't know how to do it the right way. He was over nervous about the shit, blah, blah, blah. Fuck around, met somebody else and marry her the next year. Now you super salty. See, it could have been you. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I understand that too, 
but that's different. That's not what we were talking about. We talking about. So as far as what I was saying, it's not even so much that she gave up on his dream. I felt like there was more contributing to their marriage because it's one thing you failing after, you know, failing, 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 failing. If, if, if for every time you failed, you still felt like you had your partner with you, you still felt like, and even if it's not you failing, what if it's your partner failing? For every time your partner failed, if, if he still, or if she still came back to you, you know, like, hey, you know, that didn't work out, but you know what? Let's go do something together. We don't have to spend a whole lot of money together, but you still need to invest in each other. So if you take all of your energy in a marriage to focus on your dream and your business and you put no energy towards your marriage and that relationship and that partner and your friend, that's where the disconnect comes in. So I understand, you know, how you know how they was living and whatever the case. But then so but, while he focused on his business, he not focused on her and they, then turned around. Okay, she left. He here come this new woman, come along. She get she ain't put in no real work. She ain't put in no real time. And he gave her everything effortlessly. I felt like he should have spent the rest of his life, or at least a good portion of it, trying to make up and give her the life she wanted. Instead, he paid her off like a bad debt. No, 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 no. Stop right there. Stop right there. I'm muting your mic. I'm Hold up. He didn't pay her off. Hold up. He didn't pay her off on some, let me give you a check. He paid her off life-changing money. Like, what are we talking about? Listen, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, he loved her at one point. He made a vow to her, too. And she she, she kept left. her in the will. So what? She she oh left because she couldn't take no more. She couldn't take it no more. Her, her so body, her life, was, her life was deteriorating so, in front no, of her. No, Kahalia, Kahalia, Kahalia. If she couldn't take no more, right? If the moment you decide I'm pulling up, I'm good. Then you no, okay, whatever. Listen, after all that, after half of that, after one fourth of that, your decision. And I, and I, mind you, I had to go back to watch the movie because now I was like, let me go, let me actually go watch this shit for real. Because when we were talking about the first time, I kind of skimmed it. I was like, eh, I got it. Yo, he was talking that shit the whole time. He never changed. He was like, yo, I'm about to be big off this one thing. And she was like, cool, I love your ambition, da da da. Yo, we going, yo. So if I told you I'm going to be the best podcaster that the world has ever seen, ever in life, and 13 years from now, I'm still struggling. Nobody's listening. I got like two downloads, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, you know what? Hey, yo, one take. I'm out. You ain't hug me. You ain't do this. You ain't do that. But all my time is around this. I told you. So let, let, let's get to this shit. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad you brought this up. Let's do this. I told you who I was. So you can be a part of that. Nobody said it was going to be easy. You can't just bail out if it's not going the way you want it. And mind you, if I'm so consumed with that other thing to the point when I'm not giving you what you need, please understand that our baseline, our home base is I needed you to be my rock in this situation for this particular thing. And you dipping on me. I had enough love for you that after you dipped on me and shorty over here showed me promise because she had whatever, I still got your life set up. But you want more? 
I'm not. I'm not feeling she it. She told you promise because she ain't have to do shit. The fuck is you talking about? Her ass would not have been with you. It don't. It don't. Okay. It don't matter if she didn't have to do shit. I was doing the work, and because of the work that I blew up on, I gave you your part. Yo, again, he didn't give her a tootsie roll and was like, "I see you later." He blessed her. Yes, but yes. Yes, he did. He blessed her financially, but why not bless her with his time? Why not come to her? You left already, Kay. Okay. What you mean? So what? She left after all of those years. She left after, like, she didn't just say, all right, I was with you for a week. You ain't make nothing happen. I'm dipping. She left after her whole life. She didn't see anything coming from this life anymore okay say it again okay okay say it again a friend okay what is say it again for me okay what she did listen no no i want you to say it again <laughs> no i want you to say it again go ahead say it again what she do <laughs> she she what she her life no 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 no, no. Uh, 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 okay so as a result of her life yada yada yaski what did she do she was unable to uh, she was unable to see it through so as a result of that what did she do yes she left okay How then ever. so thank you no the so moment what? He, the moment you pull the plug listen. listen after all he did he listen he made a vow to love her too for better or for worse they worse was the divorce so he should have made some kind of, had some kind of conversation with her. Like, hey, you know, I understand why you left. I understand this, that, and the third. But I love you, and I promise this life to you. What do you say we do it again? Like, what do you say we live forward from you here? You gave, hold like, up. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Stop. God damn it. Stop. I'm, now I'm muting you. I'm going to mute you for a second. Hold on. <laughs> wait a minute. Stop this right now. I'm noticing a pattern in these conversations with, 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 with like between this and insecure. I'm noticing a pattern. You can't have it both ways. If you decide to leave, I'm on mute you in a minute. No, I'm, listen, I'm, God damn it, no, this is my show. I'm fucking this duck. Hold on for a second. If you decide to leave, then that's a decision that you made. I'm under no obligation to double down on your leaving and quitting on me and make you feel better about what you did or didn't do. Get on mute yourself. Go ahead, speak on it. Go ahead. First of all, men want. Uh, don't, don't generalize. Men Some men. Okay. Many men. Okay, like 50. Good. Okay, pull it. <laughs> want cake, ice cream, the candles today, self. It's, it's the a party. Party today, self. The party favors. All the guests, everything. Like, y'all always want y'all cake and y'all want ice cream. And y'all want to eat it all. Y'all don't want to share. And we know it's not going to say always. A lot of the times, y'all want y'all cake. Y'all want y'all ice cream. Y'all want to eat it all. Y'all don't want to share. But then the second we want something, the second we want more than just a slice of the cake and a little bit of ice cream, too, we can't have it both ways. How that work? So what if it's a different scenario? Why we can't have it both ways? I done gave you 20 years of my life, 10 ways, up, up ways, sideways, down ways, all kind of ways, diagonal, you name it. And you telling me I can't decide that I can't take, if I don't see, like if I'm literally looking myself in the mirror every day and wondering what happened in our life and we don't even have the conversations to even talk about it. We have no more connection going on. It's just so disconnected. We are literally two strangers living in the same house 
and you, you doing your thing, you locked into doing your thing, and then you come and give this bitch everything. She ain't do nothing. Like she ain't putting in no work. She wasn't with you shooting in the gym. I was. I was there. I built the gym, nigga. I gave you the gym. I gave you all the tools you needed for that gym. And then just because I what? So hold on. So hold on. You break. So so you break it up. So your your phone was breaking up for a second. But I got your point. My only thing would be to you is this one thing, right? You built the gym. You was doing this. You was doing that, and you decided to give up the lease of the gym, and somebody else picked up the lease, and now all of a sudden it's Madison Square Garden. And guess what? Don't get mad. But I'm going to give you. You're just deserves again in this conversation that we talk about. We're not talking about busted dudes who blew up and didn't give nothing. It was like you don't deserve nothing, whatever the case may be. I gave you your just, but you know what? Let, let's switch gears for a second because hold up, I ain't gonna argue Tyler Perry because Tyler Perry did that shit on purpose so everybody can argue. We ain't gonna do that for a second. Let me let's do this for a moment. So let's do this. The conversation was around. And the reason why you and I decided to do this podcast today was talking about that video when the two gentlemen were talking about, and I wrote down exactly what, this, what he said. My man said that he basically knows brothers who don't even like women other than what they can do for them, right? In other words, fellas don't know how to be with women other than the end result. And my episode that I did with Amy Allure, you know, we didn't get a chance to cover it, but she sent me that video the very next day and she was like, what are your thoughts? And I was like, that's not, that has not been my experience because I'm, I'm pretty vocal. I don't have a problem telling people like why you're here, why, why, you know, why, why, why I have you here, like, you know, what I expect of this conversation. But she was basically saying that in her experience that a lot of dudes only would date you, only would court you, only would be in your space, time, whatever, just to get to the cheeks. And dudes need to learn how to slow it down and learn the person so that way they can understand, um, you know, who they're getting involved with. And that, that struck me as very odd, especially in 2020, K, because I'm saying to myself that social media and, and, and you know, and just like, you know, like the internet or whatever like that has made it so that the, the representative you see of most people is who they want you to see, right? So if, again, we, I had this conversation with, you know, with Candy, when we did the episode about the X-Files and consistency, it's like, if you showing me cheeks all day long, when I go out on a date with you, I'm not trying to figure out what your fucking 401k plans is after the fact. You show me cheeks all day long. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, I'm here for the cheeks. Now, mind you, if you want me to see something different, then you have to give me something different. So when you listen to that video, what were the things that you thought about that? I know you took your notes. So go ahead and speak on it. And you know what? I didn't even take it in that direction, but, and, but we can touch on that. Um... I guess I was hung up on that word possession. Um, and I, I felt like, okay, going back to the, um, when he said um, brothers don't really like women. I feel like the brothers who don't like women treat women like possessions because they, because of something that they haven't forgiven their mother for. In my experience, just dealing with different dudes or even, you know, just talking to different people, I felt like a lot of times they may have witnessed their mother either run the streets a certain way or, you know, and they treat women like we're all some variation of the trifle or what he perceives as trifling from his mother to be and whether he miss it or not. So it's like, and I've case in point, like one guy, his mother 
you know, she ran the streets, she was doing this, she was ah, ah, she was all over the place. And he's he saw her and how she interacted with different dudes in her life. She had a dude for her cigarette, she had a dude for this, a dude for this, dude for that. So in his mind, and even in some of the women that he's dated, it it was a pattern of, okay, so I see you got dudes for this and you got dudes for this. So in his mind, this is all women across the board. So I'm going to treat all of y'all like y'all up to something. I'm going to treat all of y'all like y'all up to no good, but I still want you and you're going to be mine. And not only are you going to be mine. So it's like, I don't respect you. I don't respect what I think you stand for. Um, but I still want you and nobody else better not touch you, look at you, nothing like that. Or you cheating is going to be problems. So, so, like, like, so, so, you know, we don't do personals on one take, no chaser, but I, let me, let me, let me divulge for a couple of minutes. I remember, you know, being out in the world for a little bit of, for a little bit of time and meeting a young lady who I wanted to possess. And that word is exactly perfect. Like possess meaning like, like there's a, there's a very, there's a very, uh, uh, uh apropos lyric that I heard on the song many moons ago and I never forgot it. My man said, you know, I don't love her as much as I want to own her. And, and not let her go, right? In other words, like, I know the world wants you and they want you to be their property, but I want you to be for me. And I think that what ends up happening is for, for dudes is we see who you are or who you present yourself to be. And I'm like, nah, I gotta, like, I, like, I love you and all that, but more than I love you, I just want to make sure that nobody else can have you. And I think it's, I think it's interesting because women will turn around. And again, I'm not, I'm not, but follow where I'm going with this one, okay? See if you see where I'm going with this. Like, a woman will turn around and say, I can fix this man. We've all heard that. And we've all been a part of that. You as a woman, me as a man, we've all been a part of that conversation when it's like, I can fix him. I feel like when a woman says they could fix me or they could fi or women say they could fix men, that's their way of saying, when I'm done fixing him, he's my property. I did this back to your acrimony conversation. I sat there with you and sweated tears. Like, you know, like go, go back to Mary J. I was your lover and your secretary, not secretary, secretary, whatever. I was your lover and your secretary and basically was with you every day of the week. So when I'm done with all that, I should be the sole benefactor of the work that you put in. I think that people look at other people who they date and they say to themselves, Hey, yo, I see something in you that the other person doesn't see. And not only that, but I'm going to put in the work to be able to do that. But I think what these gentlemen were talking about was something wholly different. They were talking about the whole idea of, I don't like you, you know, Kahawi, I don't like you like that, but I like you, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know this as I'm pointing at my head. I'm pointing at what I see. I'm pointing at, you know, them cheeks, I'm pointing at, you know, like how flexible you are, I'm pointing at, you know, like I'm pointing at all the shit that's available to the naked eye of any person who's available can see she got a body, she got this, she got that, she da da da, she took that shit. So yeah, they're going to jump in on that one. It's almost like when me and my fellas were talking about porn stars who get married, like, yo, listen, listen, me marrying Roxy Reynolds, I'm sure I'm going to have a good time, but I don't know Roxy Reynolds other than the fact that I know what she could do on top of a dick. And it's amazing. Cool. Good for that. But I don't know her, but I know that a man who stepped to her was like, let me marry you and I'm going to learn who you are, but his initial. And so going back to the original conversation around laws of attraction, the initial attraction was 
what this person was to you when you first laid eyes on them. And I'm not sure that's a bad thing. I think that would men you know, go wrong. Not, you know what, too? Because it can go both ways. Sure. <laughs> like, I have a poem where I talk about, you know, a certain time in my life when if I didn't want to date you, I didn't. <laughs> you know, like, if I just wanted to see how you can hit, you know, like, how how deep you can go, how great it's going to feel, what it's going to look like, how... If I wanted to see myself crouch up on it in the mirror, like that was all I was interested in. So I've had situations where, you know, different guys wanted to get to know me, but I'm like, yo, why are you calling me right now? You coming over? I'm coming over. No. Oh, you really want to go to the movies? You really want to watch this movie? Like, you really want to get to know me, know me? Like, that's all cool and fine. But if I wasn't interested in that dude, but anything other than what was between his pants so so so, okay so perfect then so then if so 10 years from now okay when Mm -hmm. you oh no let's take it eight years from now when you're about to turn 40 right oh my god i feel so (laughs) old but anyway let's take it let's take it there and now all of a sudden you on a podcast talking about hey yo these dudes you know they don't know what they want a man stepped to you when you was 27 28 and was like yo let, let, let me let me court you let me court you and you was like nah i'm good so now what? Now what? What? Because I don't think it's so much about you know. I mean, like, you found yours. I mean, you found yours, so you're good. But I'm saying, like, like think about. I mean, the- but even then, so I think it was more so for me the period that I was in my life, and it wasn't so much age. It was just where I was in life. I was in school. I was working three jobs. I really didn't have time for you. I had time for Dick, and that was it. Like, I made time for Dick, but I didn't have time to really be on no relationship shit. So, but while I made time for Dick, I only made time to fuck you. Like, I wasn't trying to fuck you, homie up the street, or whatever. Like, I wasn't trying to fuck multiple people, but I also wasn't really trying to, like, have a conversation, like, you know, we can have a deep little conversation one night and at least the sex fine cool but after sex you gotta go i gotta go whatever the case i don't want to cuddle i don't want to sit i don't want to meet your mother i don't want to do none of that like i'm good on all of that and it wasn't so much that it was because i was 27 it wasn't because i was 26 or 25 or however old i was it was just because that's what i wanted and but i was up front about this is what i wanted but then okay so so it was a conversation Yes, it was a conversation. Okay, all right. Okay, cool. Say less. But then I noticed, too, when you tell dudes that that's what you want, even if that's what the nigga wanted, it's a competition. he'll switch his whole shit up and really try to court you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, nah, you're not going to do that to me. You're going to date me. You're going to be mine. And it's like, my nigga, I'm not going to be yours because I don't want to be, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> and it's not that you're a bad person. I think, just... I, I, think, I, think that's the, I think that's the male ego to feel like it can't be nobody else but us. We mm-hmm. feel like that. We genuinely feel like, yo, listen, I gave you a good time. It can't be nobody else. And whoever you was dealing with, and, and, and God forbid, you try to you, like you try to treat us. And I'm, I'm gonna say this, and for the fellas, I apologize, but guess what? I'm gonna keep it real. You trying to treat us like how some of us treat y'all? We don't, we don't like that. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna meet mocking me like we in Western beef. Like oh yeah, I don't want that steak. <laughs> I want that steak. Fuck you, me. Like what? Like nah. Like 
Like, I am the steak. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I'm the cook me, goddammit. Like, I want to be eat. Like, you know, what, are you, what are you talking about? And people can't handle that shit because the male ego, as you've heard me say a thousand times, is maybe shit soft. Like, dudes can't handle that part of the conversation. But I think your other thing, that's why I pushed you a little bit and was like, let me ask that question. Like, was it a conversation that you all had in advance? Because just like women hear us talk and we're being y'all really hard-headed. We're like, I could fix him. I could do this. I could do that. Conversely, men will hear a woman say like, no, I'm not really here for that. I'm just here for the dick. And we're like, nah, we could. So maybe we're not as different as we like to portray. Okay. What you think? Nah, I definitely agree. That's what I'm saying. Like every situation honestly can go both ways. Like, I just feel like sometimes things could get a little bit more intricate when it comes to us. Um, because again, we do perceive things differently. For instance, you sent me that video. We had two different <laughs> takes on it. And it's not that I can't understand your take when you explain it, but I was so hung up on that word possession, <laughs> I couldn't really hear nothing else. So it's like, and going from that, there are so many, like, if we take the biblical sense, right? Possessing women has been a thing from the beginning of time. And I only know now because I started reading the Bible from the beginning. And it's like the laws of further, the Bible was written by man, just so you know. Yes. So go yes. Ahead. yes. yes. And <laughs> the King James version of it. Okay, let's start. First of all, the Bible is the carbon copy of a carbon copy of a carbon copy. I would love to get my hands on the original and find out just to see what's in it and how it differs from where it is now. Um, and going back to the beginning of how it's written, you know, women were essentially created to be the help for the man, to be the aid for the man. So while I don't mind helping, you know, the man that, you know, I'm sent to help or, you know, for the man that treats me like he values me, but to the nigga that treat me like I owe him, <laughs> woo, whole different conversation. And I feel like that's where that possession starts to come in. So that's where it comes from. You know, this is my woman, my queen, my love. So that's my piece of property, and you better not dare embark on it. Like, so, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna push a little bit because I don't know that that's how the conversation comes. I think that people say. Like you belong to me, I belong to you, all that good shit. It's cute when it's when, when it's when it's when it's it's cute, right? For a second. But I think the possession part becomes like people really genuinely look and be like, yo, I'm best for her and she's best for me, or I'm best for him. He just don't know it yet, or whatever the case may be. And I feel like back to your original conversation about the rock and the peace, if you handle it correctly, nobody's gonna push back. If you taking care of your business, you straight. Hey, yo, like nobody's going to be like, nah, like I don't know about that shit. No, you do know about that. Take care of your business and people will allow you to lead in a way that they came for you to lead. And I think it was interesting because we were going to have this conversation. And as I was, you know, getting my notes together and preparing, you know, a song came on Good Love by Anita Baker. First of all, if I ever get rich. And I'm playing Powerball, you know, every other day at this point in time because I feel like I'm tired of working at this point. I will hire Anita Baker to literally sing me goodnight 
sing good morning as I'm making my waffles <laughs> and literally just be like, just sing, just sing. Cause yo, when she speaks to me, she speaks to me, right? And the song in Good Love, it's an ad-lib, right? It's an ad-lib. It's not even one of those situations where it's like, it was a written lyric, but she was like, beyond being physical, I need the emotional. And I was just like, oh shit, that speaks to what we were talking about. Like at least what I wanted to talk about in this conversation. Like I get the fact that the law of attraction is always physical. You look at me, I look at you, I look across the table, you look across the table, I see you across the room, I see you on the internet, whatever the attraction is, and I, and I like what I saw, whatever. And past the physical, the emotional part is where I think that people don't always land. So my push for people is, if you want people to look at you through the emotional lens and not just a physical lens, then you have to present yourself in a situation where this is your options, right? If I saw a woman who was doing poetry on the gram, Let's let's go to let's go to the grand for a minute. Everybody been locked in their house for four months now at this point, right? Let's go. So um I'm going to look at the gram and every time I look at her, she's kicking some shit. Like she's dressed away. I just like her aura. Cool. And then by the way, one time she sends me a message and it's like cheeks abundant. And I'm like, oh my lord, oh shit. I didn't see that coming. At least you know that's the bonus. That's what you would call the cherry on top of the uh the cherry on top of the Sunday, but not the Sunday, not the bowl that is being held in, but that's just like the, oh my God, I like that one part, not the other part. But if your whole entire bowl ice cream cherry is cheeks and that's it or whatever, then don't get mad when somebody wants to possess the cheeks and you want to be free, you know, talk about Pink Lotus and all that other shit. Niggas like, nah, fuck that, you can't go nowhere. No, because all he knows is that because that's what you showed me. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's just it. So when Anita said, so... A scripted lyric Anita said was, you know, if you're the man who you say you are, don't quite understand why loving me so hard. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, but that man in that conversation presented himself as somebody who is here for that. And now he's not reciprocating versus I love your cheeks and now I'm just here for that. Like, I think it's important for us to really draw the delineation between you know, what people are offering, what people have presented themselves as versus what you're getting. So if I said that, hey, yo, I'm only here so you can support me and do this one thing, and then I show you another level and you're like, well, I don't know, then I can't get mad at that. If you show me the level and I'm, I'm with you on that one, then okay. If you said it's all about the cheeks and then I'm giving you, you know, cheeks attention, and you're like, but what about my brain? What about my mind? Ma, I didn't meet you like that. So go ahead, speak on it, okay? You know what it is, so I feel like everybody has to find a balance. Just because they start off one way, don't mean they have to continue to be that way. Or, and okay, one, things can change, okay? So you can start off cheeks, 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 and you can actually, you might have a good conversation one day and be like, you know what, I really like you. And then y'all can blossom into a whole new relationship, and that's all fine and dandy. Now, with that, there's going to be some insecurities there, because then it's going to be some, oh, well, you know, let's go back to the beginning. So when we was I, I, what was you I, I, like, was you da 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 with other people, or like, whatever the case will have you, and then, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing takes itself. But then it's like, I feel too what you was saying earlier about accountability and you know being forward with how somebody's treating you. You don't like it, bounce or hold up your standard for you know 
what's right for you. If that's right for you at the time, see it for what it is, take it how you do it, and keep it moving. If it's not for you, if it's that, that, that's not something you want, male or female, look, that's not what I'm here for, that's not what I'm into, whatever, da, 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 and be out. Because honestly, yes, so with my poetry, yes, you know, my vagina is token, <laughs> you know, it is, you know, the, the primary focus of my work. However, just because I post my poetry or I post a photo attached to it that's kind of, you know, it's erotic, it's explicit, so what? Fucking grow up and get over it. Like, it's not like I'm out here fucking the world. It's not like I'm out here, you know, putting my actual pussy on display. Like, and even if I was, <laughs> what would be so like, oh, well, I'm going to treat you like this now. Like, how are you going to treat me like some jump off just because of X, Y, and Z? First of all, this is my business. This is my brand. This is my message. And my message is more powerful than just the image. So it's like, you have to kind of pick and choose. And that's where maturity comes into play and who you want to be. Like, you got to decide who you want to be, how you want to live your life, and move accordingly. Hey, I can't, I can't argue with the words you just said. I think that was very well said, like, especially the maturity part. Like, first of all, every man who want to sit there and cast aspersions on what somebody else is doing, you've been on Pornhub, bro. Cut it out. You be all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, listen, let me ask you one more question in closing. Mm-hmm. I saw an amazing video a couple of years ago, and I went back to it earlier today because I wanted to listen to it again as we were talking about possession and so on and so forth. It was James Baldwin, right? And he was talking to Nikki Giovanni about how a black man shows his face in public as everything's okay. And then he comes home and then a black woman has to reap the other side of that. And she's basically like, if you could be fake with me, you can, you can, you can, you can fake it with me. Right. And because, on a on a mm-hmm. person on a personal level, on a personal level, I felt that shit on a different wavelength because I was saying to myself, like, damn, like how many times has that been me when I would be, you know, especially in especially in this new shit that we on, you want the camera, give everybody your smile, your cheese, your hey, how you doing? Da, 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 da. I cut that shit off. Hey yo, the fuck? Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 deal with these things. So I know I know you've seen that before. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that? And like, I guess, what's the remedy? Like, what what's the like? What do people need to hear as they converse about what's fake and what's real? You know, well, all right. Going back to the remedy, I I feel like you have to make a choice. And you have to make decisions as to how, like, that whole thing about is not so much about what happens to you, but more so how you react to it. That changes your perspective as to how you're going to decide to move forward. So even, like, one of the things that I try to do in my household and with my husband, when I leave here and come back home, no matter what kind of day I had outside this house, I consciously leave it there. I don't bring it into the home to where it's like I'm talking crazy to him just because of something that happened earlier in the day. If I'm talking crazy to you, it's 
because something you did, not because of something that somebody else did that led me to feeling like this. Um, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me jump in for a second. So let's take that, take that same thing. But what happens if it's a situation where other people at work or where the people have to interact with other people are doing crazy shit to them and they don't react the same way they would react to you if you was doing something crazy? Listen, and that happens um, more times than not just, you know, just with people. But I call that shit out too. And it's not just something I mean. I'm good for letting you know how I feel no matter what people is. Now, being the supervisor, being the manager, being the co-worker, I may not say, yo, fuck you, but I'll type it up in a nice little email Per this conversation and X, Y, and Z, you know, like I'll, you're going to feel my wrath no matter how it come to you, whether it come to you legit or come to you fucked up. It just is what it is. We're not going to move forward until you know what the problem is. And we have to then decide how we're going to fix this problem and then move forward. I don't really like to hold on to shit a whole lot. And I don't like to um, treat people I don't like to displace my anger. I like to direct it at who it's meant for. That's that so, Leo shit. We listen, we just saying <laughs> you ain't saying nothing. I get it. That's that Leo shit. Hey, look, here's what's not gonna happen. I'm not going to sleep unless it's so high stakes that like my whole entire career slash life may or may not be in jeopardy. And guess what? In some situations, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck. I'm saying something. I don't give a fuck. So I, I like what you said about the whole idea about like, like I'm not going to displace this shit. I'm going to say something, but I think that unfortunately, based on the jobs, the opportunities, the space that we have, people get shitted on in their jobs or get shitted on in their workplace and don't have the opportunity to really like, yo, 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 Karen, you're my supervisor, but yo, if, I, if you wasn't my supervisor, I would do, or I would say blah, 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 blah. So now people come home. So again, I, I said this in my last episode and I'll say it again. The one thing my father taught me that I will hold on to forever was, yo, whatever happened at work, leave that shit in the car. Not even at, not, not at, not even at the door because the door, you still hot. Don't mm -hmm. get out your car until you're good. Right. And not even that too. For one, your partner's not responsible necessarily for what happens to you or how you feel and all that extra shit. If you have all of this extra animosity and hostility and you can't get it out to the person that it needs to, pick up a damn hobby and go figure that shit out. Go work that out. Go to therapy or go to the gun range. Go fucking, like, I got to the point, you know, one year, I was saving glass bottles and taking them to an empty parking lot and just busting them shits. Like, and that was relief for me. Like you still have to take responsibility for how you are and what you're feeling and how to release that. Because to release it on, you know, the people in your house, that shit is fucked up, is not fair. And then you want them to love you and care for you and, you know, be how they're supposed to be with you, but they don't know when you want to come home and explode. And you exploding on them about some shit that don't have nothing to do with them. You're creating havoc in your household where it don't need to be. So I felt like people have to own their shit, period. Yeah, somebody pissed you off. All right, such is life. It happens. What are you going to do about it? And what are you going to do about it so that you're not keeping that shit with you? Because you're harboring that anger. You're harboring all of that. And you're dishing it where it don't belong. So now you're making your house 
fucking tense and tight and ain't enough sage in the world for none of that. So mm-hmm. get your life and figure that shit out. That, that's just bottom line. Super agree. Hey, yo. God, we all appreciate you. This episode was, 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 was needed and you did a wonderful job. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Any I appreciate last... you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh no, 100%. I feel like I feel like the more we can again like the, the, like yo, we argued a little bit, but that's okay. Like you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like nah, but like you know what at the end of the day, if like if we don't get into situations where people can confront real talk, then everybody fakes it and then when the shit hits the fan as it has been hitting the fan in 2020 routinely we we don't got we don't listen, I don't got that rock holding this paper down. And then when I'm ready to be that rock and you the paper, I'm over here, you know, I'm over here somewhere else. So, nah, it's all good. So, go ahead and tell the people how they can find your book one more time. All right. So, Pink Canvas and Pink Lotus will soon be to AfroSoFly.com. You can also get it on Amazon. Pink Canvas by Dominique D. Glisten. Um, I'm on Instagram. Hit me up. Let me see. At Kahawia, K-A-H-A-W-I-A-A. No, just one A, two underscores. <laughs> I'm going to need you to know your shit. Go ahead. Know your shit. So, Kahawia, so K-A-H-A-W-I-A underscore. Underscore, underscore. Underscore, yes. underscore. So, that's yeah. what it is. Also, we're going to post this episode, obviously. And, you know, the link will be there. So, if y'all interested in what she was saying, please make sure y'all follow her. Um, we got to support each other. Um, also, support, you know, Black Podcast. We've been doing this all week. We're not going to stop. I've been extra productive this week because it's our lane and we're going to take it. And that's what it's going to be. So, Kahawa, y'all, I appreciate you. No doubt. Thank you so much. You have a good night. No, hold on. Yeah, absolutely.